and the posture you can sustain for about 30 minutes then just uh, you know becoming aware how different the body and the mind feel from uh, just one and a half hours ago when we met just being with the simplicity of uh, present moment experience Whenever you notice the mind waters off into thinking something, just gently bring it back.
and the and the issues which which come up in the mind, you know, the the problems, the fears, and the hopes, and the, all the different difficult and beautiful experiences we can have, yeah, in a lifetime, they're just the same as it was 2,600 years ago when those poems were created. And I was looking uh, in my uh, notes, you know, for something I could read because it's now uh, in half an hour, so we're gonna go to have the meal. And I was wanting to find something uh, speaking to that. And uh, I found a quite funny guided meditation by Stephen Levine about, uh, it's called The Folk Story. And I to read it to you today and then come also and bring a poem you know to just see these very different ways of speaking about the same issues and this is from Stephen Levine's book um, Guided Meditations, Explorations and Healings Something to get us, uh, you know, ready for meeting earth element on the plate. The folk story. Everyone knows all too well the infamous folk story and the compulsion it personifies. Watch it lie cautiously on the casually on the table, a metal sculpture, a solid object, it casts shadows, it casts shadows. This object is not so innocent as its momentary immobility suggests. It is an obvious implement of attack, a machine of the senses. Notice it cool to the first touch and how quickly it warms in the hungry grasp. Soon it becomes invisible to the hand, an extension of the desire body. Watch it load itself up for the hoist to the tongue, full of broccoli and expectation, and the rush toward the senses, mouth agape. As the stomach grunts, give me, eat. The tongue, a good deal more sophisticated than that animal, the stomach, flattens like a supplicant in full prostration to acquire that first mouthful. Then flips it back towards the ready grinders that release the first rush of flavor. Taste after taste unfolds, textures changing and changing again. The fork long since gone and returned, waiting just beyond the lips for another hit. The tongue has not even finished its swirling and tasting before the desire for more causes an, us involuntarily to swallow. Though the tongue curls back, almost jumping down the throat after the disappearing food, wanting just one more taste. But the lips remember, as the panic diminishes, that 
another forklot is but a moment away and the jaw unhinges like a baby's bird's beak to receive the next delicious morsel. Tongue slightly extended, anxious for the next moment to occur. The mind full of liking and disliking, mouthful to mouthful, chew to chew, taste to taste, moment to moment. And desire abates for just a moment at the center of a certain taste or texture as we experience satisfaction. <coughs> but then the wish for more arises. The hungry ghosts reassert themselves all by themselves and the clear waters of the mind once again become agitated by longing. That which was an object of satisfaction a moment before becomes something to protect, something to lose. More grief. The swirling waters of expectation and dissatisfaction unfulfilled and longing for the satisfaction which lies just beneath our longing. And again the fork tells us to eat our grief. Cleverly it corrals the peas in cream sauce and hurts them toward the mashed potatoes. The stomach full but the tongue still craving as the final morsel is devoured. Watchfulness has long since pushed itself full-bellied from the table and gone off for a snooze as the fork unconsciously finishes its appointed rounds. But remembering once again that we are alive, we explore the moment. We take a single bite in a sacred manner and gradually we are freed from the emergency of desire, the panicky longing which creates such grief. Mindfulness of eating, awareness heals. But eating doesn't end with cleaning your dish. Later as you sit mindfully on the commode, be aware of the aftermath of digestion the processing by the body of those mashed potatoes and gravy and obviously the corn and notice the vibrating body you sit in. Excrete with gratitude and awareness. This is the scent of the bathroom. This is not the end of the folk story. So you know, notice the vibrating body you sit in, which is made up of food.
and before we break for the meal there's a, one more poem by Bhikkhuni Sundari Nanda Sundari Nanda, Joy of Beauty One morning after another long night I was squatting on the toilet watching it all come out for the first time I saw my body not just how it looks but what it does turning what is dear into what is waste I got up and started walking as the sun was setting I passed the graveyard you my sisters beneath the leaves as I am so you once were as you are so will I become there I slept and there I stayed, examining this mass of flesh and bones, contemplating the many masses of flesh and bones, gently rotting just beneath the ground. Then one morning I saw what goes in must come out, not just the body, but the mind. What will you bring into the world other than what gets washed down the toilet? What will you bring into the world other than what gets washed down the toilet? Which means, you now in which way will we cultivate our minds rather than being completely obsessed with uh, taking care of the body? which needs to be taken care of, good enough, but good enough is good enough. And it's uh, when we read through those poems in the book, we can see that on many occasions, you know, when the nuns had the uh, breakthrough moments, it was when they were doing very ordinary things like eating or hauling water or, you know, blowing out a lamp or walking up a mountain. All of those things very simple ordinary things but if they are done with mindfulness if we are really with what we are doing they can all become opportunities for getting to know the way things truly are not by you know making anything particular happen but rather uh, paying attention in a more full way than usual.
So when I'm ringing the bell in a few minutes and you get up and maybe make yourself something to eat or anything what you'll do those next one and a half hours, just try to use it as an opportunity. And maybe slow down a little bit and make it part of our practice today. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.